Welcome to Meandering Through the Madness, Episode 3, Pure Magic. This is our first interview, and it's of a gentleman that I met, and I only knew him for about 10 minutes, and I knew that we had to have him on this podcast. So hopefully that intrigues you a bit. Um, This is just an awesome interview, and I hope you enjoy it. probably find out exactly how to pronounce your name <laughs> sure so it's uh majid 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 okay. yeah so okay it's a soft g that probably you probably go over that a lot whenever you have to show anybody your license or sign well, anything or well it's it's funny because it's actually a shortened version of my full name so my full name's abdel majid okay <laughs> and then i uh i shorten it to majid um and then, you know, a lot of people still had a hard time listening to the, or, or being able to pronounce it. And they're like, what, what's your name, Eugene? And I'm like, uh, no. So <laughs> I tried, uh, tried a few different nicknames. I've had a bunch over the years. But, uh, you know, magic kind of uh, stuck around this last little bit here and uh, kind of just been going by that. So where are you from? Uh, my dad's from Libya. My mom's French Canadian, and I was uh, born in Vancouver, actually. Cool. Did you live there long? Until uh, I was about nine, then we moved to Winnipeg, and I spent about fifteen years there. Oh, cool. So that sounds like a tragic move. It it, it was. The joke is because I lived in Regina as well, a little oh bit in Saskatoon, then Calgary, then uh, in Edmonton, and I'm, the joke is I'm slowly moving back. You know, so. To Vancouver. Yeah, trying to, trying to. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> no doubt, eh? I love Vancouver. Oh yeah, it's it's beautiful. I've only been back once since uh, since I left, so it's uh, something my on my bucket city. list again. No yeah. kidding, hey? Nice. Yeah. That's it's awesome. a food scene. It's got such a cool food scene because there's so For many sure. different cultures and. Yeah, I just it's... like the fact that they have grass in March. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's yeah. a big deal to me. You, you mean like flowers, right? That's right. Let's move. Well, Let's I mean, uh, I mean, flowers, grass, trees, leaves, all of you it. You can take yeah. that however you want. I know, right? I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, what do you do in Edmonton? Um, I run a sales and marketing uh, firm, um, and then I'm starting up a video and uh, image production uh, agency. A little bit of like social media marketing and things like that as well. So, cool. Yeah. Yeah. We we really didn't talk about any of that at all when I met you. No, not not at all. No. (laughs) (laughs) No. Like I said, I'm I'm trying to run my life on hunches. So, so uh, just so you know, we're already recording as well. Oh, perfect. That's awesome. Uh, So yeah, you you mentioned that. Well, I guess let's start at the beginning. So I ran into you at, uh, you were running a booth for a charity, which That's is correct. Wounded Warriors, correct? That's correct, yeah. Okay. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about uh, about your that charity? Yeah, you betcha. So um, nonprofit organization that really helps out our uh, veterans, military, first responders, um, both ill and injured, uh, as well as their families. 
Um, the campaign that we're focused on right now is to help get uh, service dogs uh, to help with their post-traumatic stress. But there's like 11 different programs they have from fly fishing to um, the uh, Tough Mudder. Um, and my favorite actually is the Canpraxis Horse Ranch. It's the uh, horse ranch just north of Rocky Mountain House where they send couples there for like group counseling, horse excursions. They learn coping mechanisms together. That's and I've talked to yeah, I've talked to quite a few people and they've said that it's uh, that have gone through the programs and they've said that it's not only a life changing experience, but a life saving experience as well. So you got a lot of hurt behind that. Uh, I do. Yeah, I have um, like, I'm, uh, especially on my mom's side, we've had, um, you know, people in the in the military since before, like World War One, I've kind of looked at our lineage on that side. And with my dad being from Libya, you know, with, you know, the wars going on and, you know, it's a lot of chaos. I feel very, very grateful to be able to live in a country like Canada where I don't have to look over my shoulder and I can be, you know, who I want to be um, without as much judgment as some other places. So I feel, you know, these are people that have done so much to not only protect, um, but to really instill our freedom here. So I, I feel it's my way I can kind of say thank you and, and give back to them as well. So that's amazing. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I enjoy it. How See long you. have you been? Sorry, Tim. No, go I ahead. Was, I was just curious to how long you've been with the program. Um, this will be uh, three years that we've done the, the campaign that I've been a part of it. Um, and I'm really actually really excited to say that we've almost hit the million dollar mark uh, for funds raised. Uh, through our through our programs with the with the action pack voucher books yeah it's it's phenomenal so and it has to do with a lot of people like uh like tim who kind of helped us out and uh you know everyone around the country that's kind of chipped in you know every little bit counts and it goes a long way to to really be able to get these programs funded and and everything going on it, it it's awesome it's really awesome <laughs> you mentioned first responders so um yes what all people are in the in that particular group is that like uh, paramedics yeah or? paramedic firefighter police force um and then veterans is also includes rcmp as long as the military as well i did a brief stint of uh military service myself although didn't no combat or anything like that but uh, well, through three years in the reserves so i kind of i kind of have a feel for not even we're talking about combat and the things that might happen there but just the way the system itself can be for a person for sure it's not sure. uh depending on your personality it's not really it's not really soul growth material always i uh, i i can agree with that for sure <laughs> but be, beyond all of that first off i just want to say thank you for your service as well um you know e even though just reserves it's still a huge part of everything that that goes on so i do want to say thank you very much absolutely i second that thank you Tim. And here I just got into it for the for the for the glory and the fun, you know. <laughs> was that what it was? Hoorah, right? Well, you know, shooting at things, blowing things up—that's that's pretty attractive to a seventeen-year-old. Does that sound right? like fun? Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, reading. <laughs> you're reading, but not yeah, about that though. No, no, about no emo stuff like Edgar Allan Poe and. <laughs> these questions <laughs> you were 17 though yes uh well i kind of wanted a summer job it was just another one a lot of you know coincidental thinking things happen in my life so 
I was looking for work. I was living on a farm in the middle of nowhere and not much was available. And I heard about this summer youth employment program. And at first I didn't even realize it was army. <laughs> so I started That's looking into you. it. Yeah, exactly. And then I thought, well, how bad can basic training be? That's what I, you know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so well, that's kind of how that know, started. Right? That's right. I found it very traumatic. <laughs> I bet, hey? I bet. <laughs> oh, wow. uh, so you, you had mentioned when I briefly talked to you that, that day that I met you, uh, that you've been on a bit of a meditation journey. And I thought that that was really yeah. interesting how that ties in with the post-traumatic stress disorder that uh, that this organization might be helping to deal with and the fact that you were on that journey before you had anything to do with that, that group. Yeah. Um, do you want, could you elaborate on that some? Uh, for sure. Well, you know, I've been, um, I guess on, on the journey for, for quite a while now. Um, I grew up like my, both my parents were in sales. So um, I was reading books as soon as I could read a book, they threw in, um, you know, personal development in front of me all the time, like read these books, read these books. And so I'm always trying to do better on myself, uh, not necessarily for myself, but on myself. And it, it started young. I've always been in search of the truth, I guess you could say, but <laughs> more, more so of just kind of understanding, you know, the big questions like, why are we here? What are we meant to do? And, and all of that as well. Yeah, and, reading the uh, same books. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably, you know. And um, I, I remember I was just moved to Winnipeg and, you know, it was about 2001, 2002. And, you know, the big thing with The Secret came out and that was kind of my introduction to, you know, the law of attraction, the power of thought and, and that side of things. And um, it, it was a good little basis for me. And I got into, you know, reading uh, books like The Alchem Alchemist by uh, mm -hmm. Paulo Coelho and, uh, you know, just kind of recognizing omens and just being a little bit more aware. Um, and then one of my absolute favorite books um, is one's called The Way of the Peaceful Warrior nice. uh, by, by Dan Milman. And, you know, just being in the present um, is the that, most that, spectacular thing. <laughs> that is a good book. It is. It is phenomenal. And it, it, it's great because when I first read it, you know, I would st start talking to people about it and no one understood what I was talking about. And everyone thought I was crazy. <laughs> it, it's really, a, you know, a, a breath of fresh air to be able to talk with others that like they get it. <laughs> and yeah. it, it, it's amazing. It's very, very refreshing. And I think, you know, we're really coming to that precipice where people are starting to awaken, um, yeah. starting to recognize that there's more to it than just, you know, that hustle and bustle, the everyday kind of thing, you know. That's right. That, that's why I was talking with Kyla the other night about uh, making t-shirts mm -hmm. that just say meditation challenge on them because I just want to start conversations about it because I think finally cool. now I'll be able to talk to people about it. Whereas previously it just wasn't, you know, you know <laughs> yeah, what I'm you, talking about. Of course, you know, you, you're, you're the crazy one in the group, the one that's that, right. with your head in the clouds kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, I remember being there. And, you know, one thing that I've always learned is that persistence overcomes resistance. And the more that you talk about, it, the more that you're, you're manifesting it through the words and your actions and your being um, really start to break down those barriers. And like you said, have that conversation 
where people are a little more open to it and you're more open to being open about it. So it's, uh, it's come a long way from, you know, being, you know, 10, 11 and, and talking about this kind of stuff and not really understanding it at the time to having a little bit of a better grasp and by no means am I an expert whatsoever. <laughs> and I, I think that's the beauty of it is, you know, staying green, staying fresh and, you know, just try to always have an open mind to new perspectives on the same kind of things that you've looked at previously. And, you know, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And it's pretty awesome to watch that happen in front of you. Yeah, that's beautiful. I don't understand the whole feeling weird thing because I teach, I guess, you know. I'm just, I just put up a poster and hope no one burns me at the stake. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we're a little past the, you know, the Salem witch hunts and such. So, <laughs> Well, at least in this part of the world. This is true. This is true. <laughs> but it is, it's funny because people, people are seeking, people are seeking. So you're absolutely right. How old are you, if you don't mind my asking? Um, just turned 29 in June, actually. Okay, cool. Yeah. And you said you started reading this stuff around 11? About 11 or so. Yeah, 10, 11 to get into more of um, that mindfulness and, and everything. So, yeah, it's been, uh, <laughs> it's been a long time coming. It's been kind of on and off. You know, um, life hits you with certain, certain things and, you know, you got you to gotta learn some lessons and be able to kind of come back. And life isn't a straight line. It's in a spiral. Right. Mm -hmm. So we, we come back to the same things over and over and over, um, you know, whether we've learned the lesson or not. Um, but we come back to it and we have to kind of grow from that because with a spiral, it doesn't stay stagnant. It either expands or it contracts. So it just depends on which way you're kind of going with it. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, a, that's an awesome visual. It was an awesome visual. Thank you. And wow. I just got to say, guys, this is, this is spectacular. I'm having so much fun with this i can you know? feel it yeah, yeah it's uh it, what's really funny too um so i was i came in after tim texted me saying we're going to be doing this uh this podcast and it, it's a really funny story because all my mentors they all have podcasts you know they got books out and i'm like i just want to i want to be out there i want to share some some ideas and thoughts and i don't know how it's going to happen and, you know, when I met Tim, like goosebumps all over. <laughs> and when he texted me saying, hey, we're going to be doing this. Um, you know, I, I told my, my fiance right away and I said, listen, this is it's happening. I'm so excited. And at the same time, I'm extremely nervous. And she's like, why? I say, I have no idea, but I've never done anything <laughs> like this before. And it just and, and, and it's funny because I love public speaking. I love being in crowds. I love talking with people. But it's something interesting about an intimate conversation like this it just kind of threw me off a little bit it's so personal yeah it is and and she said something <laughs> that that it, it it made my heart leap she said can i suggest meditation and i said oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> how could i forget and i think it it, it just kind of relates to everything that you know even even as we know about it you know, there's ego, either ego gets in the way, life gets in the way, whatever it is. But with mindful meditation, it's about not only having attention within, mm -hmm. but remembering to have attention within as well. So That's it's really, 
it, it, it was it was interesting that even even though I was kind of getting away from it and my mind's wandering and I have questions and doubts and fears and and everything else, <laughs> there's something in life, uh, i.e. my fiance says, hey, wake up, meditate. <laughs> and brought me, brought me right back. It was pretty, pretty awesome. Does your fiance practice? Uh, every now and then, yeah. Um, cool. You know, we're, we're, we haven't done it together yet, but she does mm -hmm. a, a, a lot of um, breathing exercises. Uh, she's, she does yoga and everything as well. And it's uh it's pretty neat to kind of have someone there to kind of be like a soundboard yeah and just kind of you know riff off of each other it, it's it's a great dynamic beautiful yeah it's nice to share or to have an under <laughs> oh sorry i got my my dogs are out <laughs> it's okay yeah to be able to share and I mean, practice is personal. It's different for all of us, and just everybody's yeah. on that quest inward. This is true, yeah. And you guys get to share that. That's brilliant. I think that's a great point that uh, uh, Kyle and I don't really consider ourselves experts either. I think, you, what did you say the other day, that you, you, that you don't claim to be the master of anything? No. No. That's how you know he read the book. That's right. Because he said, <laughs> I, I don't master, I'm not a master of anything. I'm just looking at everything with green eyes that's how you know he read them <laughs> yep. as, soon as, as soon as you claim anything right yeah well i think that 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 that's that's the thing right if you if you say you know it all then you know nothing <laughs> where's the really? open mind that's it. That, that's right exactly there's no they, way of being able to know everything so when they try to sell mastery you know when they yeah yeah but then there's no authenticity in it no you know and i think that that's an important thing for for people to hear that just because you hear master class in front of something does not mean mastery no um and th this goes towards a little bit more of um that personal development but vince lombardi one of the greatest coaches in football ever he mm -hmm. said to his team said men we are on the pursuit of perfection knowing full well that we'll never attain it yeah absolutely. and i it, it kind of resonates with me because you know we're we we always got to be learning we always got to be growing with the with the mindset of a, a, a trying to attract that perfection even when we know we can't get it <laughs> that's right no but we will get glimmers of it <clears throat> this is true this is true I kind of I kind of think of it like a tightrope. So if you're going to cross the tightrope, you're either going forward or backward or falling off. And nice. uh, you just have to keep and little things will try to throw you off and you just balance a little bit and keep going. Right. And don't look down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that's the best tip for sure. <laughs> but yeah, you can't you can't stop anywhere and because you can't stop anywhere that means you're never you've never reached your goal per se. You can't, but you can't, anytime you try for perfection and then you think you've found it and you try to lock everything down, then you, <laughs> then you're now in a frozen state and frozen things, you know, they can't, uh, they can't adapt. Right. So that's, that's a big drawback as far as the practical world goes. Absolutely. Something will come along and scoop you then for sure. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Um, Cause go ahead. No, you go ahead. Sorry. 
Oh, no, I was just going to say, you know, on the, on that road to, you know, success or whatever you want to call it, um, uh, of attainment, you know, you'll still get run over if you just stand still. Right. So it's uh, like, like Tim saying, it's, you just got to keep moving one way or another. Right. One way or another. Sometimes it's slowly. This is true. Sometimes it's just little bits, you know? Yep. I agree. But just doing something. I always wanted to freeze my children as babies. That was enjoyable. That was an enjoyable time for me. <laughs> what, what was it about the them being babies that that you wanted to freeze? I always say babies are the closest to God you'll ever get. Just their frequency, the way they feel. There's just no judgment. It's they're perfect. You know, they just are. If they're hungry, they cry. They cry when they want to cry, and it's like the perfect state. And just to hold that close to your heart, like it was a very humbling, beautiful experience. So if I could have, I have a, I have a teenager now, so it's different. <laughs> uh, have you tried holding him close? <laughs> yeah, he, he tolerates it for a few seconds and then he wiggles away. <laughs> Mom! <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's you know, funny. I mean, I've also enjoyed watching him become a man or a young man, both the boys. So, but if I could have, frozen anything it would have been that beautiful no kidding for sure i'm not much for the past in a lot of ways so i i i can't think of any times i would freeze just just my personality type i'm just i'm a forward thinker i guess go (laughs) that's right (laughs) the masculine in action just Just go go (laughs) onward (laughs) (laughs) well i and i think you know uh to what tim said there too and and kind of relate both of them together like being present like there's that famous saying it says um if you're anxious you're thinking of the future if you're depressed you're thinking of the past um but it's all about being in the present and i think if it's more so than just thinking about it i think it's reliving it in in the sense of emotions when you when you attach emotion to either the past present or future that's when you're kind of stuck in it mm-hmm. and you know you can be in the present and still think about the past mm-hmm. but you're true. not you're not living there you can mm-hmm. you can envision the future and the the nice thing about it if you focus on being in the present while envisioning that future you can look at a bunch of different angles and a bunch of different pathways uh, mm-hmm. to whatever it is that you're wanting to step forward into so I think, you know, if you're, if you're looking into the past and you're feeling that depression, you're feeling um, down about it, then all, all that's really happening is you're, you're being stuck. You're attaching too much emotion, too much feeling that you don't live there anymore. So I, I don't mind looking, looking back because a lot of times we can kind of pick lessons from that but it's when we get stuck in the regret of it in mm-hmm. you know i could have i could have should have would have but didn't that's it and those just don't exist and that's i believe is that part of the brain the ego that just latches onto it and wants to relive it over and over so it's all okay. all about coming back to that present moment being able to look at both past and future mm-hmm. um objectively instead mm-hmm. of subjectively and you write that out biologically too like when you're stuck in an emotion in your mind, 
you're going to feel that sadness and that's taking a physical toll on the body. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So you're living that, that moment that you're holding on to. (laughs) And it's not real. (laughs) No. And and that's the problem. You know, (laughs) that's the problem. See, I, I always grew up with, um, and you know, this was, this came from that sales background. This was from Zig Ziglar saying, um, fear is an actual acronym and it actually stands for false evidence appearing real. Oh yeah. And, and that's exactly what it is because it's evidence and it's, it's a perception of a reality that does not exist anywhere except but, inside your mind. I, I think it goes farther than that. And I, I think I got these ideas from Alan Watts. Okay. Uh, but, uh, I believe that that's where I heard that say you take any memory, it doesn't matter good or bad. Mm-hmm. And every time you think of it, you reactivate the vibration of that, except for you either amplify it or change it a little bit. It's never exactly like it was anyway. So it's right. it, like you said, it isn't, it isn't real. And it really isn't even because that memory is not even of exactly what happened anymore. <laughs> exactly. So, and maybe you've amplified it in some ways. Mm-hmm. And then every time you think about it again, you just reinforce that energy wave and that's what gets stored. That's right. And that's and stuck yoga, in your body. I got all excited there. <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> and, the, and the yoga poses are to get it unstuck, not yeah. to look cool. <laughs> yoga poses are to get yeah. those emotions. And you can like, if you can really read your body well enough you know where it's stored so yeah thank you I just wanted to... <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's what the yogis were doing they had figured it out absolutely absolutely i think there there's there's so much wisdom there's there's so much untapped knowledge um from our predecessors and mm. you know we're the, the they left clues yeah and it, it, it's and the reason why they didn't just give it to us um, is because if there's no if there's no struggle if there's no journey if there's no steps then there's no appreciation for it. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you know being on that journey, I, I I call it journey through eternity. That's it. Right, because you you look back and every single shaman uh, all the great minds all the the people of influence that understood more than the just this world they had the answers it wasn't them it was from the source and they tapped into it and and all they did was say here here's a window go look through it yourself and i think Uh it's our duty um, not, not only our job, but our absolute duty as spiritual beings living this human experience to go out and look through that looking glass. We have to. Okay. It is a must. It is a must. Or what are you doing? That's what, that's what, that's what, what are you doing? <laughs> What are the people who aren't asking these questions? What are they doing? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. A lot of people don't want to ask the questions, though. That's That's right. I I agree with you, Tim. I agree. And you uh, you can't make them. I wish. (laughs) They're just going to do what they're going to do until they decide to. That's right. That's right. 
and and all you can do it's like when morpheus uh <laughs> was talking to neo in the in the matrix i can only show you the door you're the one that has to go through it yeah <laughs> you know it, it's when when people are ready for it, it it just happens it's the synchronicity it's the omens it's everything that the universe conspires to move you into the direction of your destiny i feel like we our job is not only to 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 move ourselves but it's it's to leave more clues because if we hit a critical yeah. mass of things and enough people start questioning just a little bit mm-hmm. and they see other people around that are doing something a little different Mm-hmm. then that might be their opportunity to break out. All we can Agreed. do is give people opportunities. That's, That's right. That's right. Absolutely. So and be vulnerable. And exactly. And I think, okay, this here, if you want to call it a clue, but it was something that it was an aha moment for me through the journey of trying to understand what this is all about. So, mm-hmm. um, some of the, 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 the teachers uh, that I've kind of looked up to have been um, some men of science. So Einstein, yeah. uh, Nikola Tesla. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and Tesla said, if you want to understand the secrets of the universe, think in terms of three, six, and nine. And now mathematics, I think, is really the language of creation. Yeah. Everything revolves around it. <clears throat> and... Einstein said, if you want anything in this life, be in the frequency of it. Tesla also said, the whole universe, think of it as vibration, frequency, and energy. Now, I started asking, like, how, okay, if I want to, if I want anything in this world, how do I put myself into that vibration, into that frequency? What does that actually mean? And it was something that I struggled with quite a bit. And I think I put myself in my own way. But the universe is funny because I ended up reading something, I think on Facebook, and I scrolled past it and it wasn't something very significant. Um, but I had to go back and I, re- I had to read it again. And that's when the light bulb kind of turned on and it said, prayer is the upload to the universe mm-hmm. and meditation is the download mm-hmm. of the universe, from the universe. And I said, oh, okay, that makes perfect sense. If you look back on prayer, what it really comprises of is gratitude. It is the overwhelming feeling of appreciation. Yeah, that's right. It's not uh, Santa, I want a new bike for Christmas. Right. That's what a lot of people think prayer is. Exactly. Exactly. And whatever your, uh, you know, denomination, whatever you believe in God or, you know, universe or energy, whatever it is, it, everyone speaks the exact same thing, just in different languages. So, you know, that, that prayer really is just being grateful. I have a cup of water with me as I'm talking with you guys and I'm just, I'm overwhelmingly appreciative that I'm able to drink some water. That's uh, very coincidental because I'm sitting here with a can of Perrier uh, sparkling <laughs> water and I was thinking the exact same thing. Boy, is this Amazing. water good right now. Right? Exactly. <laughs> and, and, you know, if we can kind of sit in that appreciation 
the the energy the frequency that we're putting out because all thoughts have frequency mm-hmm. and we know this scientifically so <laughs> if we which is cool because you know a, a while ago there was there was none of that but you know science is kind of catching up with spirit which is nice but mm-hmm. if we're if we're putting out that frequency it has to manifest more now the problem is like i said to myself is i i put myself in front of me and I got in my way. And that's where the meditation really kind of kicked in for me. Because I, I played around with it. It was nothing it was nothing serious. But from the moment I heard that, I was like, oh, okay. It, it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. And what meditation for me is creating that space of void <laughs> to allow and accept whatever it is the universe wants to bring my way. <laughs> and to get out of my way of expectation mm-hmm. of oh well you know I want a Ferrari and I get a Camry <laughs> and you know may- <laughs> but maybe I was supposed to drive that Camry that would get me to the Ferrari but just you know it's a it's a secular example it's something easy to kind of comprehend but that's the way I, I try to look at it there's no ups or downs in life really it's only the emotional attachment we have to it so if we can be appreciative grateful and allow and accept everything that comes into our life as long as it's not hurting anyone else or ourselves i'm cool with it you've got so many good points (laughs) (laughs) um so uh what form does your particular meditation take? I know anybody that might be listening to this might already have an idea Excuse of uh, what Kyle and I have in mind when we say meditation. Um, right. What, what does it mean to you? Well, meditation for me, is, it's about uh, presence and mindfulness. Um, and I, I think it was Buddha who said um, the best form of meditation is sleep. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And when I was reading Way of the Peaceful Warrior, the idea isn't about just sitting in a room, either alone or with people, um, but it, and, and, you know, just sitting there and, and sitting in the silence and uh, resonating together. But it's more so about every action that you take, every breath, every motion, every thought, you're, you're there. So for, for me, when... I first started out because I had no idea what I was doing. I tried a bunch of different things, but for, for what I do, depending on what I'm wanting to achieve, but my morning ritual does comprise of just, I wake up, I wash my face. Um, and I sit down, I close my eyes. I still my body focus on my breath because the breath controls your chi. And I learned that through, um, my Kung Fu, um, teacher that everything your your whole energy uh, you can control it through your breathing so okay. when I sit down I quiet the body first allow my mind to wander then I, what I do is whatever wherever it goes because the ego gets in the way and you're having a million thoughts running through your mind and what you have to do is just let it go <laughs> appreciate it accept it and then let it be on its way and again, it's not necessarily just about controlling what the thoughts are going to be, but just being the observer. Yeah. And when, when you just observe it, things dramatically change. 
And one, one thing that I worked on and, and I try to tell people who are just like anxiety ridden and they're always thinking they can't fall asleep. I, I say, I want you to sit for a second, close your eyes and say to yourself or ask yourself, I wonder what my next thought will be. And then you wait <laughs> and then you wait like a cat is waiting at a hole for that mouse. And whether it comes in a few seconds right away or it takes a while, but if you, if you practice that and you practice it and you practice it. And now for me, when I sit down, excuse me, in the morning, I'll spend 10, 15 minutes and just appreciate the silence. And when you go through the mind that way, it's like being in the shower and you have those aha moments. Mm -hmm. They just come more naturally that way. And it's, that, that's kind of my ritual and it gets my day going. It gets me in the right mind frame of where I need to be. And the, it, it, it's amazing because I, I just started doing this over again. And literally the next day is when I met Tim. Not really. Mm. Yeah. The ritual is you, important. You've pretty much described what I've been doing every every morning. Uh, except for I do a little bit of yoga first. I I don't set an exact schedule. I just get up. Sometimes you get up, you know, how it is like five minutes later or whatever. So right. I do as much yoga as I have time for. And then I always sit for 20 minutes. Mm. And similar kind of thing. I, uh, you know, I follow my breath a little bit. And then I just let things happen. And usually... There'll be a bunch of thoughts about what's going to happen that day, about work maybe, something happened yesterday at work, and then right. about five minutes in, that just starts calming down, and then I can just sit there and be glad to be sitting there. Like, I'm just so happy to <laughs> be sitting there and feeling right. calm, and right. it's this amazing feeling that seems to build slowly day after day. Amazing. That's amazing. That is amazing. But I think, for getting... me, what feels that to bring it farther along all the time is to not have goals about it right like the so goal is to the... get sitting down and once you've accomplished that that is the goal <laughs> that's it yeah <laughs> exactly exactly and and what most people don't realize is that try to sit still for just five minutes <laughs> you know and without twitching without you know shuffling nothing just complete stillness and I bet you most people wouldn't be able to do it their first time. I was teaching a meditation class out um, in Nordeg this past weekend, and there was about 20 physiotherapists. So everybody was in really great shape. Everybody was in their you know, mid-20s to mid-30s. And, and we had them sit for about 15 minutes, and they were squirming. <laughs> and, <laughs> yep. because they're so into the anatomy I, um, one gentleman actually came up after the class he's like I didn't realize what kind of shape my body was in mm. because he went to the gym you know but it's all it's completely different than sitting mm -hmm. right and I always tell the yoga students like that's our final destination that's where we want to be able, that's the pose we want to be able to master is that seated position. That's why we do all the other poses. Right. So we can master that one seated position mm -hmm. and be at peace in the body. So release as much tension as you possibly can. That's beautiful. <laughs> they were beautiful. shocked though. A beautiful, really progressive. Actually, they're out of Edmonton. They're called the bridge. 
the bridge. Yeah, it's a really progressive company. Amazing. Cool. I might have to go check them out then. Yeah. So where do you see your practice going in the future? (laughs) (laughs) Like looking forward, Um, um, do you have big goals? I do. Absolutely. Um, Where it goes, how it's going to go, I think that's at, at this point right now is not really my domain. Hmm. it's more of just continuing to practice uh, for myself um, that kind of lead by example idea and, and really see where it goes. You know, I, I, like you said, when you, when you sit down, there's, there's no end goal to it. It's just appreciation and, and being in it. So at at the end of it though, I want to be the master of my universe yeah. That's the that's my ego side of it. I want to, you know, I want to impact, you know, 8 billion people. I want to affect change and, you know, spread the, the only thing that actually matters and that's love, you know, it, and, and not the mushy gushy, I love you. But again, that, that appreciation for another soul, for all the soul, for the universe that we're actually here, we're able to talk to each other and, the universe is all we are is the universe trying to understand and figure itself out micro the macro that's right as within so without so i i I want and and right there's the the problem it's i it's not about me it's not about what i want it's about the grass doesn't strain to grow and the sun doesn't have a hard time you know raising in the east and I think all we need to do is just be. And that Ferrari will show right up. The right? Yeah. Absolutely. Have, but it's, it, a, it's yeah. It's like I'm a paradox. For a Lambo. It is. It's a little paradox. <laughs> of course it is. It, 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 it's absolutely a paradox. It, the reason it's a paradox is because by letting yourself just be, then you have to accept your ego and the things right. the ego wants. Of course. So at the same time that we're going to say, you know, love is the most important thing. And, and mm-hmm. uh, like one of my goals, for instance, is to connect as many people as possible, right? Find the people and just connect them because it's so much fun mm-hmm. to me. And plus it, it benefits everyone. We're all stronger as a unit. Yeah. But at the same time, there's ego parts of me that want various things. Right. And I don't, I don't see anything wrong with, uh, you know, as long as the goals match up and, and I'm not hurting anybody else, then exactly. Uh, and that, that's where I see the paradox. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely. And, and it, here's the thing is that you cannot live up to your full potential without experiencing as much as you can. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think the problem that most people have is, well, okay, you know, I, I don't want to be a material person, right? It, it, I, I need to be humble. I don't need a lot of stuff. And I think that... How much yeah. kale do you got to eat to pull that off? Well, it, 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 it's, it, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. Um, your body weight every hour about, <laughs> is my estimation. <laughs> but I, I don't think, honestly, is it, I think we need to kind of have that, that paradigm shift. I, I think we need to have a, a shift in that, that perception that, you know, money isn't the root of all evil. Yeah. It's nothing but another form of energy and abundance is what the universe is all about 
Mm-hmm. So regardless, we do live on an economic planet where everything re- kind of revolves around it, but it's learning the game and learning the rules to be able to play. And I, that's, that's really the key is that, that my, one of my friends told me, he said, listen, man, this life, and just, just, just out of nowhere, he's like, man, this life is nothing but a commercial break. Yeah. And, I, and I said, huh, you know, like, why are we taking it so seriously? Yeah. You see people in yoga and they're trying to rip off their own leg. Like, yeah, right? you know it's okay. <laughs> Let it be pleasurable. Okay. Right, exactly. And exactly. I had a brilliant meditation instructor, and he said you can have a mansion. You know, yeah. You're just as long as you're not your mansion. Exactly. Mm-hmm. As long as you don't see yourself in it. But yeah. maybe your mansion brings you great joy and that radiates from your being. Exactly. And you have great gratitude for your beautiful home. As long as you have that gratitude, you're golden. 100%. 100%. And if it's living on a beach with, yeah. you know, nothing <laughs> um, and that brings you joy, that's what it's about. And, and, you know, love, peace, and joy are the absolutes. If you can attain those you're you're further beyond me that's for sure (laughs) rise above the social programming because there's a huge social program that there isn't enough to go around there is and ever it's so wrong you know i won't i won't take this because someone else can have it yeah and you know i've struggled with that too because when i was um when i was growing up i was in kindergarten grade one I was, you know, the tallest in my class. I was strongest, fastest, whatever it was. Like, I I always wanted to be the best. I wanted to be number one because it just, it brought so much joy. And like, you know, not that I'm better than someone else, but that I have the ability that I can do something. And for the next couple of years, uh, before I moved from Vancouver to Winnipeg, I was laughed at, at recess and lunch. And then the recess after lunch every single day five days a week and kids would yell at me and point the finger saying show off. And mm-hmm. I think that, that, that stuck with me for, for so long and it really still does uh, on some levels Yeah. because in the back of my mind, it's always, Hey, don't show off. Don't, you know, don't toot your own horn. Don't, you know, tell people how great things are. <laughs> and one, it's because I don't want to be bullied again. <laughs> <laughs> But I think also it's that it, it, I, I'm a very social person. I love being out and about, but there's still a part of me that I need to figure out for my own sake of just letting it go. Who really cares? What does it matter? But, you know, I mean, I, I want to show off. I want to, I want to, I want to, want to show what's possible. You know, I, you know, what's the point of having a horn if you're not allowed to toot it? You know? Exactly. <laughs> if I had the cure to cancer right now, uh, I think I would want to tell everyone about it. So, and it is—it's well, like the cure to life. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It is. <laughs> it's just too true. simple, so nobody believes that that could possibly be it. That's it. 100%. It's not—it's not a pill. No, it can't, it can't work. There's no pill. Yeah, you don't right, have to yeah. pay a lot of money for it. Can't the, be right. No, no exactly. Exactly. <laughs> too funny. I teach people to breathe. Yeah, and it's that's that awesome. simple. It's that simple act of learning how to come home mm. to your heart, 
and and the the breath is is what you follow. Mm-hmm. If you can make that connection with your breath, and you're golden. We were talking about that in class this week. That I, you know, when I was really in the depths of my anxiety and couldn't leave the house, you know, everybody was suggesting things like, "Oh, get a clock so you can time your your anxiety attacks," and you know, yeah. and uh, and I had read something about the breath. And I was like, about using the breath to calm anxiety. And uh, I was like, well, that's brilliant. Because if I'm ever not breathing, I probably won't need to calm down. <laughs> you know? <laughs> that's a great way of looking at it. <laughs> yep. and, and then I fell in love with my breath. Mm. And then I fell in love with life. I mean, to an extent, I'm still human. There's, there's good days and bad. No, there's not good days and bad. There's just days, but it's how there's I choose days. to perceive them. <laughs> it's your your attachment to those. And and you know what? It's not even it's not even the day. It's one moment. It's one person. It's one situation. And you just hold on to it. I've drunk shit out for like months. <laughs> months, yeah, <laughs> months. <laughs> yeah, but I th- I think the 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 key to that to to kind of letting it go is is releasing all attachment. That's kind of been a mantra between me and my fiance. Is that anything that's bothering us? Um, you know, hey, release all attachment, right? Take a deep breath, release it, and I think. We need to start giving ourselves permission yeah. to letting go. You know, uh, we we hold on to stuff and we we hold on to anger and grudges and angst and all this horrible negative energy, and we're hoping that it's going to affect somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, and it and it doesn't. It literally does nothing to them. And it's all breaking us down. Even on a cellular, cellular level. <sighs> That's right. I, I know you can't hear me nodding, but <laughs> I agree with all of that. Especially the part about... Uh, Sorry. When, you go, when you're talking about forgiveness, it's a real big stumbling block for a lot of people because they think that those people don't deserve you forgiving them. Mm. But it really has nothing to do with what those people deserve. No, exactly. It has to do with what you deserve. That's right. And you don't deserve to pack around all that stuff. That's correct. I, I, I believe that. Like, I agree. There's, guilt and shame are pretty destructive. And some people choose to keep carrying it and carrying it and carrying it. They shouldn't. Or they, they can really put it down. But So, so how, how, how do you let it go? There's, there's quite a few ways you can do it, actually. I think... I think just the decision that you're going to is got to be the biggest part. Right. You know, like everybody, everybody's had things happen to them that aren't, aren't great. And uh, yeah. You try and keep picking it up sometimes. Like you have to find the pattern. What's the pattern and then yeah. and break it. Hold on. Right. Right. I, and I think too that your either shame or guilt or fear or anger it's not of you it's it's not part of your being mm-hmm. it it's coming to that realization that your thoughts aren't who you are they your thoughts don't make up you and i think i struggled with that quite a bit as well because you know what it, you know we've all had some weird thoughts and you know the negative the you know, abstract, whatever. 
and you you start to question like hey did i really just think of that mm-hmm. and does that make me a bad person for thinking that and i would say no uh, we have you know uh, roughly 40,000 thoughts running through our mind any given day and there's no way that you can control all of them mm-hmm. and I think what it really comes down to is where your thoughts come from is the influence from your surroundings, um, from the books you read, the people you you surround yourself with, um, what you do on a day-to-day basis. So I think in, in order to control where your thoughts go, um, it, it really comes down to your environment, both within and without. That's beautiful. When it comes to... Uh if you have a specific person that that you're that you're having a lot of a lot of issues with something that happened in the past i think it's really important to go over that in your head and try to get it out like and if that might mean confiding in somebody else sometimes that alone would be the step that would help you forgive them instead of just keeping it locked up and you being the only person that knows about it or thinks about it right and uh that's where being ashamed or guilt sometimes blocks people because they just can't communicate it. Right. Oh, okay. Okay. That makes sense. Write some letters, burn them. That's, that's the one tool that I used. I wrote letters from the people to me. That's a cool perspective. And uh, I I had them apologize to me and go over exactly what happened and, and where they went wrong. Huh? I've never, Never heard of that before. I think that is a, a magnificent way of doing it. it. It really looks good, if especially if they're not in this world anymore, because there's no way that they're going to be apologizing if they're not here. Right. Did it help your heart? Like, did it? Oh, yeah. Yeah? It definitely did. And then, like you said, I burnt them afterwards, and that yeah. just gives you a feeling of finality of, of it. Yeah. Makes it more real. Oh, my God. Just go get your dog. Okay, I'm going to get my dog. <laughs> Bring the dog in. <laughs> uh, let, let, let's interview the dog. <laughs> no, I, I honestly, Tim, I, I really, really like that. That um, that hit home for me, actually, quite a bit. Um, you know, we've had um, some deaths in the family recently, and, you know, things didn't really go... Um, smoothly and i think just okay. being able to how to, how to be able to let it go without feeling like you're abandoning them yeah and i think you know having in, instead of writing a letter to them writing a letter from them to me that's that's a very very powerful action i i i'm blown away by that actually i wish i would have thought of it myself but i read that uh that i wrote about that in my first book about that process okay uh that was one of the methods that i used and actually i just barely touched on meditation in that in that first book i wrote because i didn't want to i felt in my head that i didn't want to scare off some of the people who are reading the book right by making it about the wrong thing Right. Um, in retrospect, I, I know that means partially that I wasn't comfortable with letting anybody know that I was doing it. Mm-hmm. Meditation. But yes. Mm-hmm. So I kept it real bare bones. But well, that, okay. that was just your excuse to write your second book, right? 
Well, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) As I was chasing my chihuahua through the house, I was thinking about that. I was like, I appreciate sitting here with you two gentlemen. This isn't really a conversation that a lot of men are having, I don't think. Or are they? I don't know. I think some are having it and probably they're all thinking the same thing that I was thinking a few years ago. How come there's nobody else that I can talk to about this? (laughs) (laughs) We're separated and uh, we don't know where the other people are. Right. And it's, again, the the universe works in, in mysterious ways, but we came across our, uh, our paths crossed, you know, um, some of my friends from Winnipeg um, that I would go meditate with, uh, one of them actually moved to Calgary and I didn't even know about it until I went down to Calgary to say, and said that I'm going down and he reached out and it just, your tribe, the, the people that the souls you're, you're meant to be surrounded with will always come back to you somehow, mm-hmm. some way. So I, 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 I agree with you, Tim. I think, you know, there, there was a point where we're like, where, who do we talk to? Where, where do we go for all of this? And there's that shift that's happening. We're, we're really on that, that, that cusp. And you'll, you'll see. I, I think it's going to happen probably in the next little while. It won't take long. It's going to feel like a blink of an eye. But it, I, people are waking up. People are recognizing that this is, this is for real. This is something that needs to be talked about, needs to be shared with more. And I'm excited for it. (laughs) I think collectively, I sometimes think about the entire world as one single human being. Mm. Uh, Just the picture I have is that right now, the entire world is just a confused monkey mind, like just Mm. a, a ball of thoughts, just whirling. Yeah. And a lot of that is just a, uh, it's like a symptom of what's going on with all the people that make up the world. Yeah. And if we do actually reach that critical mass, that's when uh, things that seem to be insurmountable problems right now, some of them are going to dissolve. Right. Like we don't know what way anything's going to go for sure. Uh, most of the time we can't tell whether the news is real or fake. Right. So we don't really know exactly what the situation is right now, but I, I just feel that we, we can definitely make it better. Yes. Absolutely. I saw a comic um, a while back and it was on one, one side, it was a bunch of angry stick figure, uh, you know, yelling and shouting and hating. And there was one small stick figure on the other side with a heart. And that happened a couple of times. And then the next one, it was, there was a question mark on the group of hate and they ended up walking over to the side of love and it was two people sharing love with a group of hate. And then another one followed and another one followed until the whole group was sharing love. And I think that's where it all comes down to. And I, I commend you both so much for really putting it out into the world. Because the more people that do that is the quicker it will change. And I'm starting to notice it. Mm-hmm. with everything I'm reading on Facebook now and social media in general, people are starting to realize that kindness and compassion are the true currency and wealth of this world. I was having an awful morning this morning. It was late. 
I drove to town. I got, I figured I was going to have enough time to get to town and then get back home and then back to town. And then my gas light came on and I was in my pajamas. So I dropped the kids off of school. I have to get gas in my pajamas, no bank card. So I had about mm. 10 bucks and change. Oh, no. So I head over to the gas station and I bought my 10 bucks and change, but the pump I was at was, wasn't working. So I had, to move, <laughs> I had to move pump and the lady's like, okay. So as I'm going to my new pump, another lady pulls in. And so I had to get out of the car and ask the lady if I could just please use that pump. I'd already put $10 on it. <laughs> and then I pull in there and I'm driving my friend's car. So the gas tank's on the other side. So I had to turn around and I guess they must've been talking about my, my SMB 7-Eleven. <laughs> Because <laughs> the man that was filling up next to me is like, I've had bad luck like that before. <laughs> he was really quite sweet and trying to cheer me up. And and then the lady that I'd asked if I could use that pump, she comes out and she had added another ten dollars to my gas. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. So she watched me struggle. And she and I mean I wasn't swearing or throwing a fit. I was breathing and taking it as it comes, trying not to see anybody I knew in my pajamas. <laughs> and, and she comes out and she's and she says just lift it back up i gave you another 10 bucks and yeah huh. it totally tickled my feelers and i went in and i gave her a big hug and i even teared up a little bit because she was so genuinely sweet kind, kind of out there that's right that's right and that's man, like i appreciated him trying to find you know, just like, no, it's all right. We're all there sometimes. Don't worry. It's okay. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> yep. <laughs> You're not in this alone, you know? <laughs> That's yeah. right. He is he's like that too. I really appreciated those people this morning. I really did. That's awesome. That's awesome. And and it's it, it's neat too, because I think in, in those moments of struggle is when we kind of band together a lot more. Oh, yeah. We start to kind of get outside of ourselves and we look look past ourselves and, and look at someone else that's that's in need and we're like hey you know what we're here i'm here for you yeah stranger yeah people are and, good i'm not believing them you know people are good. <laughs> yes i agree i agree i see and, kindness all the time well and you know what that's that's you have to but the the, the thing is is that there's there's this one story i i, I think it, it really illustrates this and you're gonna love it because i i don't want to give it away i'm sorry okay here this is what it is so this lady's walking down the street and she sees two dogs and there's a box in front of them and this one dog goes in there's a little hole walks into it comes out a moment later and he's growling snarling barking at everyone and then the other dog goes in and a moment later comes out and he's giddy, his tail is wagging, just so happy. And this lady walks over to this box and looks inside and it's nothing but mirrors. Mm. Yeah. And you know, the, the angry dog, all it saw was a hundred angry dogs. And the happy dog saw nothing but happy dogs. And I think if you, we can change this reality, this world, if we just start looking at it a little differently and I, I'm so happy that you're happy and you see happy. <laughs> well, until you don't, you know, everybody gets in a mood sometimes. <laughs> like, of course. <laughs> but generally I see a lot of really beautiful things. 
That's awesome. That is awesome. I mean, especially I teach for a living. So I get to be there the moment that person recognizes their breath. And there is a sound a human being makes when they are breathing into their soul. And I think for me, that's the payoff. You know, it's not money, although I do accept abundance. Um, it's not the money, it's that sound. Mm. And, I, and I don't know if that makes sense to anybody else, but... And, and you can just you be with them for their practice for years. You know, sometimes people get it quick. Sometimes it takes years. And then there's just one day magic happens. <laughs> and you can hear it. So that's beautiful. Hear someone breathing into their soul. <laughs> that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Amazing. But that's what love is. It's the simplest act. Like when you're laying with someone you love or when you're holding, you know, when you're just watching something beautiful. I hiked into, I was in Indonesia um, this past spring and I hiked into a waterfall and I was able to swim under a waterfall in the jungle and mm-hmm. that is a perfect moment just no you know you're not in Canada anymore Kyla <laughs> 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 so so far from what is my normal matrix just this mm-hmm. the colors and smells and and then you just try to soak it all in but that's the yeah. journey I mean I've also spent a fair bit of time on this journey terrified and scared to leave my house. So thank you, meditation. <laughs> and then just look out, right? It just opens all these doors and you, you become this person that, you know, you always thought you could become. And Yeah, you become more you. More you. Uh-huh. It's only brought me more me. And this, and the ability to let that out and, and to stand in it. Because it is, sometimes you can be too much. Too much. <laughs> too much woman, Kyla. Sometimes too much French girl. <laughs> no, you know, you know I've, one, one of my mentors um, said to me, you'll, you'll push away <clears throat> one out of ten people with your excitement, with your energy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With, with your enthusiasm, but you'll push away nine out of 10 with your negativity. So you're not too much woman. You're, you're not too much at all. You are exactly the right amount because if, if it wasn't the right amount, you wouldn't be you. So I, I, I just want to say celebrate you and, and, and do you boo boo, make it happen. <laughs> like go out there and just let it shine, you know? <laughs> It's like breathing. It seems simple. (laughs) It's not easy, though. It's simple. It's simple, but it's not easy. (laughs) That's the paradox. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So simple, but not easy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it sounds easy. It does. But I mean, I would rather post nudes than talk about spirituality. This is deep stuff. It's way easier to show up naked than, you know. Because that's easy. Oh yeah, easy. Well, yeah. Just take on off Instagram. Hey, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but but oh, but opening it up your soul. Here's my heart. Yeah, being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. It, it, absolute vulnerability is the greatest strength you can ever possess. I don't know. I'd feel pretty vulnerable if I was nude and posting pictures right now. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> <laughs> it might be the other way around for me yeah. right. there you go <laughs> that's why you and i work together though because it's opposite <laughs> yin and yang 
<laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> uh, you you had mentioned briefly there that you were thinking about writing a book. Is that mm-hmm. is that something on that's on your on your mind? For me? Yes. Yeah. I I think so. Um what it's going to be about or how I'm going to write it. Again, I have no clue, but you know, I've I've talked to people and you know, friends, family, whatever and they're all like you should write a book. And I'm like mm-hmm. I can you, speak better than I can write, so. <laughs> well, maybe. But you, you obviously have, you have things that are worth saying. Yeah. So. I appreciate I'm glad that. you're out there talking to people. I appreciate that. I really am. I'm glad that you're out there volunteering and still talking to people because, I mean, it's just, it doesn't, even if it's not the words, it's your vibe and, and the heart yeah. you're offering to life. So I'm glad you're out right there. Right on. Thank you. Thank you. Raising the vibration. That's it, right? That's it. <laughs> That's it. And, you know, it's, it's always been tough for me to accept praise. Mm-hmm. I grew up in a family where stay humble. That's all like, you know, someone offers you anything. It's no, no, no. So for, for you to say that, I just want you to know, I really do appreciate that from the bottom of my heart. So thank you. Yeah. Receive my brother. <laughs> right on. <laughs> it's true. It's, I do the same thing. There's, I, I can understand. I hear you. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a part of it. So it's a beautiful humility to it because it's, it's, it's genuine. It's definitely yeah. hard, hard to, uh, hard to get yourself in the mindset that you can accept. But on the other hand, if you can remember that anytime anybody's offering something to you <laughs> and you accept it, then they feel good. Right. So if you that's can think right. of that, that, that's, that's my shortcut. For sure. (laughs) Because I have a problem with that too. (laughs) No kidding. No kidding. Because when you, when you don't accept it, you're rejecting their blessing. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's what I've learned recently. So. I mean, it doesn't matter what they think really, you know, (laughs) but they're trying to be nice. So they're offering the the vibration, but I think it's when you start to collect your identity in it. Mm -hmm. That's where it gets dangerous. Yeah, that makes sense for sure. Well, this has been a great, great conversation. I don't it know. Does. Do you guys think we should? Uh, did you do your crap board? Here? I did. Did you do your crap board? Yes. Good. Did uh, I don't know? Did you listen to our previous episode there, Mahit? I I didn't get a chance to. Yes, I've been running back and forth from Edmonton to Red Deer every day. Okay. So. <laughs> but, well, that's uh, fine. Uh, we we left ourselves a challenge at the at the end of our last episode there, where okay. we were going to do a crap board, uh, um, which is basically uh, how would you explain that, Kyla? You're just aware of the thoughts, the negative thoughts that are arriving that are pertaining to yourself over a certain period of time, and then you write them down in a journal, and it becomes mm. very clear where the program came from. If it's an I am statement or a you are statement. Like right. What, what you what you've accepted as truth about yourself and what other people have tried to put on you that you're kind of wavering in. Okay. So just to kind of observe the thought patterns that are taking place or what, what are you actually saying to yourself as a just an observation. So how'd you mm. do? How'd you what'd you do? Well, I noticed that uh I have a little bit of an anxiety about getting to work early <laughs> because I'm afraid how people are gonna think of me if I get there after they do. <laughs> that's one of the things that came up out of this is it really yeah you like to be there so, early so i rush 
and make sure that, you know, I'm pulling in at least in the middle of the pack. Mm. I can't be towards the end of the pack for absolute sure. Really? So you meditate to rush? (laughs) I am calm calm in my arrival. I guess so. It's just fast. (laughs) So that came out of that. And, uh, oh, just various things about, um, people, other people's perceptions of me about how I was worrying about them at different times at work. Mostly mm-hmm. that's what I got out of this writing down my thoughts. Hmm. And the other thing I noticed is quite often I'll, I, I was listening to the thought and then counterbalancing it with another thought that was mm-hmm. positive. I was already doing that part. I just wasn't aware of the what first was thought. Going on. Yeah. So I would say something negative to myself about, uh, you know, driving down the road and the, and the traffic on these, on these uh, back roads that we're driving on about, um, you know, just something about the traffic. And then I would automatically, I was just kicking out a positive thought, you know, oh, but at least it's not raining today or, you know, something like that would come up next. Hmm. Hmm. Um, uh, what about your challenge? My challenge? <laughs> <laughs> this will be good <laughs> so i had already done the crap board so we were going to try to do both but i went with tim's suggestion of you get up in the morning and you ask yourself a question and so like how could i make someone smile today or how could i um i've had a really emotional couple weeks so it was super super simple and it was just um how can i smile today so i flipped it back in on myself and i was trying to be very like aware of how much time i was spending smiling versus crying because i i needed to release the emotion because that's the thing too it's okay to be sad and cry and and let it out it's okay to feel the emotion and release it um just not not hold on to it so i was having one of those i was doing a lot of releasing this week so um i didn't know i had an apple tree in my yard which i found him it was on my blind side when i was driving out so i found that the little tiny horses in my yard bring me a lot of peace Mm. i love Mm. them you have horses too a little baby those little leprechaun horses there's little tiny ones okay oh nice (laughs) the ones that are like smaller than dogs yeah like they're just little itty bitty things and <laughs> so i just spend a lot of time just connecting with them and and they're they're rotten like they bite and <laughs> I don't go in their i don't go in their cage but i bring them apples it was yeah mm. and so like i kind of just stuck with the apple tree because i got up in the morning and i went for a little walk in my yard and then so i don't know i don't know how well i did on my task i know it was well did you to, smile yeah well I, yeah i did i was just aware for- Sorry. If you made uh, any steps towards towards it at all, you're you're probably in better shape, right? Well, it kind of gave you something me something to go back to. So, because you can get lost in it. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, I could cry for a little bit and just you know pull it together and and find peace and find center and find my breath brought me back, you know. But allow myself to to observe what I'm feeling and thinking and and sometimes that takes time and I think people don't make the time for it. It's hard to make time for that, I guess. Maybe, I don't know. Well, I think because we're so dependent on um, results mm-hmm. that, you know, if we we plant a seed and we water it and we want it to be a full-grown tree, 
the next day. Right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. We're, we're in, instant gratification. That's what I need, right? And it, it, it takes how long for a bamboo plant to grow, to mm-hmm. actually sprout. It's about five years before anything happens. And you got to tend to it every day over and over and water and weed and and everything else and then five years later Mm -hmm. it'll shoot up to hundreds of feet Mm -hmm. and just massive but it takes those five years and i think that's kind of how it happens for us too Mm -hmm. you know with whether you want to call it opening your third eye or awakening Mm -hmm. enlightenment whatever it's something that it doesn't really seem like anything happens right away. It can, Mm -hmm. but I know for me, it didn't. And it's about being patient with yourself and to actually go through the motions and go through the process and just keep putting one foot in front of the other Mm -hmm. instead of, again, instead of looking at it as I need this to happen right now. And, you know, I need, it's my expectation that, it's going to be in, in one month, I'm going to be the best meditator <laughs> on the planet, you know. Enter the month of hell. For making that claim. We're gonna... Yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> if it was to happen that fast, it, w- it could potentially be because you did the work previously in a time period that you're unaware of now. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that that's totally what it felt like. I was coming full circle on a lot of of deep things and just like letting them go from a deeper space, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was about, I think I was nine, we went to visit uh, a distant relative and they had this amazing, uh, it wasn't, it was an apple tree, but it was, it wasn't a crab apple tree, but slightly bigger apples, which mm-hmm. don't grow in our area. And I was super excited and I gathered, you know, a whole bunch of apples, took them home, took the seeds out, froze them, did all the things, planted them. And then, of course, nothing happened the entire time that I lived at at that farm and I moved away. So anyways, I own that property now and there's an amazing apple tree there. Really? Wow. Cool. Wow. But it didn't happen any time near the time frame that I was originally. (laughs) That you wanted apples. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know, I was a little kid. I figured maybe two years is what I was originally thinking. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Right. (laughs) We have nothing better to do, though, while we're here than grow into ourselves. That's true. It's true. What else are we doing? Riding a rock around a ball of fire. Yeah, and bumping into each other and saying, hey, do you know what you're doing? Yeah. No, me neither. (laughs) Some people are pretending and selling it as mastery, but it's just, it's all, it's all chaos. It's beautiful, beautiful chaos. That's right. Too so, big for my small mind to understand. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so before we go, if anybody, where would uh, somebody look if they wanted to help out with your charity? Yeah. Um, you can go to uh, woundedwarriors.ca. Um, and there, all the information's there, um, ways to give, how to donate on there, all of the information about our programs and everything like that as well is uh, available online woundedwarriors.ca awesome yeah you bet okay well i think we should we should uh wrap up there for the nightmare (laughs) no it'll be fine i don't i don't really mind editing it's pretty easy when you like the conversation (laughs) that's it thank you so much it was so nice to meet you i really appreciated just hearing likewise and and meeting your heart 
even even though I don't know what your face looks like, I definitely feel like <laughs> I know I know your heart. So thank well, you. I, I, all I know is I have a face for radio, so. That's all. Um, but, um, <laughs> no, I, it, it has been a blessing, guys. Uh, an absolute honor. Um, you know, Tim, thank you again so much for inviting me and, and having me on this. It's been great just kind of letting it out, having yeah. a discussion, and just kind of going back and forth. This is an absolute gift. I, I'm so happy that, that we did this. So thank you from the bottom of my heart for this guys. Thank you. Sure. Have a good night. Yeah. Uh, Thanks for listening, everybody.